is chilling. True. And that's why I just tightened up my head my mother. I didn't feel that I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm a king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at. Next time you see me. I just started again because I felt like my volume was really low, but it's my computer volume that's really low. So we've been trying to do this for what, like three days now? We've been trying to get this episode out and yeah, um, no. just keep finding reasons not to do this. <laughs> Valid reasons. I mean, you're a new dad once more and then <clears throat> I've got so many fucking meetings this week at work and they... I, I mean, I love them because, it, you know, it, it, they're about my students and the services they provide. But, well, we really you know. just need to leave our old lives behind and just go live in the mountains together and just be gay boyfriends. I wish I could. I don't know about that last part, but I wish I could do both. Like, you don't want to live in the mountains? I want to live in the mountains. I don't want to be gay with oh, you. Oh, you don't want to be gay it. boyfriends? No. Oh, well, never mind. I'm not interested then. What's the point? Um, I... I wasn't inviting you to move to the mountains with me, dude. <laughs> so. Anyway, well, never mind. Let's move on to yeah. uh, the episode. So, welcome anyway, to the Anyway, yeah, we're, Truth, we, everybody. we're busy. Uh, now we're here. Yeah, we were talking about other stuff. Now we're talking about this stuff. So, welcome to the Chilling Truth, everybody. I'm Corey, and I'm looking at Johnny. And Hello. today, oh my God, finally, we're getting to this fucking guy. Uh, and I hate him so much. Dennis Rader, or better known as BTK. Uh, BTK was an American serial killer who, between 1974 and 1991, killed 10 people in the Park City and Wichita areas of Kansas. Rader also sent taunting, taunting letters to police and the media while evading capture. But after a 10-year hiatus, he sent a letter in 2004, which landed him in police custody in 2005 because he's a giant fucking moron, but we'll get to that. But just like all the other big killers we've talked about, we're going to tell you the entire sad, pathetic life story of Dennis Lynn Raider. Terrible middle name for the guy. Um, but our main sources for this episode are Inside the Mind of BTK by John Douglas and Unholy Messenger by Stephen Singular. Uh, Douglas consulted on the BTK case after he had retired from the FBI in 1995. But uh, his book, honestly, it comes at my, if you take any advice from me as far as books go, Inside the Mind of BTK comes at my highest recommendation. If you want to know the full scope of BTK's depravity and just all around his pathetic human existence, uh, I have a lot of disdain for BTK. Well, and okay. Gonna... Before we before we continue, uh, there's probably some uh, listeners that may not know what BTK stands for. Buddy. Oh, it stands for booty, titties, and crabs. Crab starts with a C, like Mister Krabs. His name starts nice, with a C. Nice fix. <laughs> booty, titties. No, 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 and no, no, no. Mister Krabs. Yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah. knows no, that one. Too. Yeah, Krusty Krab starts with a K. Got it. I should have said Krusty Krab. That would have been funnier. Yeah. Damn it. I'm losing my edge, dude. But no, it stands for something significantly less fun, and it's a bind torture kill. So It starts fun because you can be into bondage and not be a piece of shit. Like You can be into the binding part, but the torture and the killing part is where it kind of you know, goes 
off kilter there. But uh, this episode, we're going to talk, we're going to go through Raider's childhood and we'll cover some of his early crimes and his early, uh, I guess you want to call them attempted crimes or fantasy crimes because he's a fucking loser and can't go through with anything. Um, but we won't get into any actual murders until next episode. I'm sorry if you're here for the blood and gore. Just listen to 80% of the episode on mute so we can get the listen, and then you can just come back next week and listen to the murder part because we're not going to get into really any murders this episode. Well, Dennis Lynn Rader was born on March 9, 1945 to Dorothy May Rader and William Rader. Uh, he had three brothers. Their names were Paul, Bill, and Jeff Rader. <laughs> That's like the most boring bunch of names. They literally had to pick those out of a baby book on the first page of names. <laughs> They're like, let's see, let's see, Paul. That's a good, yeah, I like that one. Bill, uh, Jeff. All right, we're done. I don't need to turn any more pages in this book. Throw it away. Burn it. Exactly. So Raider was born in Pittsburgh, Kansas, uh, and his parents worked a lot. Uh, he says he felt ignored by his mother and then resented her uh, for it. Um, his parents were strict but fair. Uh, they taught their four boys to be honest, thrifty, humble, and not draw too much attention to themselves. Uh, they also taught their boys uh, <laughs> sex was a necessity, but bounded by fear. Yeah, and, and Dennis Dennis up. shit on all that. He just shit on everything he was taught, except yeah. maybe being thrifty because he had the same truck for like his whole life. But he, he claims that he resented his mom for, quote unquote, ignoring him. Because she had to go to work. Henry Lee Lucas's mom was a five cent prostitute who made him and his legless father watch her fuck Johns. I mean, Dennis had it easy compared to that. But I mean, Douglas does note in the book that he feels Raider probably was sexually or physically abused as a child, even though Raider denies it. Uh, but going off what we know, he didn't have a bad childhood. I mean, I feel like his parents telling him sex was a necessity but should be feared had a lot to do with you know, him not being able to perform sexually because he didn't lose his virginity until he was in like college because he's a fucking loser. But yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe he overanalyzed it to the point where it was just uh, in, in, extremely intimidating. And then he just wanted to kind of overcome it. Maybe. Well, so he's a fucking, he just kind of he's, overshot he's, the mark by being a dickhead about it. He doesn't know how to talk to people, first of all. And also he never had sex with any of his victims. He never raped any of them, which is, I mean, it's fine. I'm not saying that I would prefer that he had raped them. I approve saying, that he did not have sex with yes, any of his victims. But yes. it's like you already kill. You're already killing him. Why? I can't say it without sounding like a piece of shit. But you know what I'm. You know, you, everybody knows what I'm getting at. Right. Here. Well, so you know, claiming his mother had ignored him is basically the takeaway here. And one of yeah, Raider's yes, earliest they, memories <laughs> was when he was three years old. He came into his mother's room and saw her struggling on the bed. She was tangled up in the bed sheets, which were tied up to the iron headboard of the bed. He saw her nice. on her back, her arms above her head, crying and sobbing, trying to escape. And even to this day, he doesn't know what was going on, but he stood there in the doorway watching. Mm, I don't know. It sounds like Daddy Raider had been bitten by the bondage bug as well. But again, I mean, it's just awkward. Unless it's like some sort of pre-BTK, BTK had broken in and tied her up, then... This was more likely like a sexual thing between his mom and dad. And like, sure, nobody wants to see it, but it doesn't create killers out of normal people. Maybe. uh, Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I don't think that that would be so detrimental. I don't know. I mean, how old was he? I mean, it doesn't say how. He was three. I mean, he yeah, he's he's he, he couldn't be more impressionable, but it's like, if he didn't know what was going on, why would it turn him into BTK? You know what I mean? Like, but then again, a lot of things that happened in your child's life can right. end up being fetishes. Maybe he older, maybe which... he saw this happening to her, and then he uh, <clears throat> unconsciously uh, turns into the villain that creates this scenario. Yeah, man, kind of like uh, what's his Gawie Gawie Widgeway when his mom would beat him in his un- in her underwear, which sounds kind of hot to me, but whatever. It does well, well you know, to keep it uh, more clean as far as a comparison, it, it, you could say that about any villain in a superhero or, or comic book. Yeah, but you this know? is real life. So. Yeah, I know, but some people can't differentiate between fantasy and reality. So That's a good point. That's very more. true. But Dennis had grown up on the family farm along with his paternal grandparents who had happened to be his, uh, to, they were cousins with, with each other. <laughs> Which I'm sure it wasn't good that it, they were cousins. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, Dennis probably had six toes on one foot. So but since, I mean, this was a long time ago. How many people do you know? You know what I mean? Like, well, and it, was, cousin, it, and it was, you know, you know Kansas. So. Yeah. Yeah. It is Kansas. Uh, so since times were hard, they'd all lived uh, in, in one house together. It was at this farm that Dennis began to think maybe he was different. When his grandmother would twist the necks of chickens before dinner, Dennis would see their bodies thrashing on the floor of the porch. And then he said that this image caused a curious sensation to flutter up in his stomach. Nah, he's just hungry, dude. I get a flutter sensation anytime. It could I'm be, you know, times were hard. Through. Maybe he was hungry. Maybe he, yeah, he confused dude. hunger with sexual satisfaction. Yeah, who doesn't love a good fried chicken dinner, dude? Everybody gets butterflies right. before that. Yeah, I get, I get flutteries in my my you know my stomach every time I smell fried chicken. I'm getting a boner right now thinking about those biscuits from Popeyes. So I mean, it happens. So Douglas thinks that this uh, this is where uh, it all began, basically. This was then uh, Dennis associated death uh, uh, as a, a violence with sexual arousal. So basically, it was all over from that point on. Yeah, Around- we, see this, we see this time and time again with any, basically any serial killer who blows their load when they kill. It, it, once they fuse the violence with the sexual nature of it it's like there's there's no coming back they're they're done for right well around five years of age dennis and his family moved to wichita kansas uh if you've never seen it there's nothing there um yeah of course not it's still barren vast it's just country it's flat there's a texas roadhouse and an o'reilly's it's so. fucking kansas like my my uncle has this joke about kansas where it's so flat he's like if your dog runs away you can watch him run away for two weeks because oh it's yeah so flat. yeah there's no trees, no hills yet. Well, Eastern, nothing. yeah, we don't have to get literal with the joke. But yes, it's so flat that you can watch your dog run away for two weeks. But Thank you for reiterating my joke for me. Well, I You're figured I had to, it, you know. Says it louder I, and everybody else hears. I like to explain <laughs> jokes uh, even after I've said them so that, you know, it really sinks kills in. It, so it really yeah. just kills the whole so, joke. So... <laughs> so <laughs> So Raider's dad, William, he got a job at the Kansas Gas and Electric Plant and worked all the time. Uh, he worked double shifts, gra- graveyard shifts, anytime he could to make that money. Uh, Dennis looked up to his dad. He said he was a good man. Uh, 
His mother, Dorothy, was said by Dennis's friend to have a movie star-like quality about her. Uh, when she would get dressed up for her job as a bookkeeper at Leaker's Family Foods, it was said she had an uncanny resemblance to Natalie Wood. I looked up a, Natalie Wood. She's really not that hot, like, by today's um, standards. She was. She's the one that died on the boat, right? I don't know. I just looked up pictures of her. I think because, I mean, that's something we should be familiar with. But uh, I think Natalie Wood was the Christopher Walken thing. Or was that a different actress? There was I an have actress no idea came, what you're talking about. She Did went he out rape her? No, it's just an I don't unknown. know, man. There's so many Hollywood guys that are that are Dude, getting in trouble. Yeah, this is like one stuff. of the longest, like unsolved. Christopher Walken. This is like in the six seventies or something, seventies or eighties. Christopher Walken. I want to say Natalie Wood. I'm probably fucking wrong. It just sounds like it. And then another actor. I can't remember his name. It was a big time Hollywood actor. They all leave. All three of them leave on a boat, and only the males come back. And it was the said fuck? that she like felt she she like fell off the boat and drowned and no one ever found her like that. Was and they were it. like, all right, well, later. Yeah, I mean, Let but the it, that's, have her. A, that's the thing. No one knows, and it's really yeah, that's it's, weird. Yeah, I never so, knew but, anything about that. I hope I'm right with Natalie Wood. It just it sounds familiar. But anyway, so she, you know, Natalie Wood and Dennis's mom looked similar apparently. So Dennis. Yes. Confessed, confessed, and then sometimes uh, recanted the fact that his mother would dish out spankings to him, and then he would get, uh, he would get that same flurry feeling in his crotch as, as he did when he saw the chickens being killed. Yeah, I mean, it's like we said earlier. It's like Gary Ridgway when his mom would spank him, and she's in her underwear, and she'd tell him what a naughty boy he was, which is, ugh, I made him hard as the Dickens. Yeah. Uh, and Didn't I'm she sure do that when she washed him. Yes. His mom washed him. Like when he would like his... wet the bed, she would like clean his crotch really hard and be like, "You're such yeah. a naughty." Like, dude. I mean, come on now. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure Raider wanted to tie his mom up and see her all helpless again. Like after he developed this, you know, this fetish. It's not even right. a. I don't. Would you call it a fetish? Uh, if no. It according, violent a, a, like that? according to uh, Freud. I mean, it's a natural thing for a man to be in love with his mother. No, no, no. I meant, well, yeah, okay. Well, that's Or be weird. infatuated. Or, no, I agree, but... It, it sounds I like mean, Freud wanted to bang his mom and was like, no, 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 everybody feels this way. I'm a scientist, so I should know. Maybe that's why he said it. <laughs> it's like not even true. He just wanted If I tell everybody mom. they should, then it's all good. <laughs> it's like the old Cliff joke. If everyone was fucking their mom, would you fuck your mom? It's like... If it's everyone nice. was fucking their mom, I would be able to fuck my mom. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> no, dude, uh, we need to, like, mom swap if we're going to really make this happen, because I am not cool with that. Yeah, dude, it's got to be popular. So, Raider's childhood, uh, his his home, his uh, childhood home was located uh, on the 4300 block of North Seneca, Seneca? Street Seneca Seneca Sinisa? Seneca Who knows Sinisa. Dennis has a close knit group of friends of about a dozen or so kids in this area, but Dennis uh, he never stuck out. He more or less could blend into any background uh, that he was placed in front of. <laughs> all the kids would play baseball after school, uh, all of them except Dennis, of course. And he wasn't much of a sports uh, athlete. He wasn't an athlete really. He wasn't very athletic. He didn't really enjoy anything. He didn't have a real personality. Um, Dennis wasn't shy by any means, though. He chose to be alone because he had a secret he didn't want anyone to know about. 
And, and around this time in his life, he was obsessed with rope and cord. Which is not something that a kid's usually into. I mean, I like a good piece of paracord, I mean, you know, like a cool yeah, orange if you, color. If, if a kid is something. into, like, learning knots and shit and, like, you know, but it towing to shit, use. like, tying his trucks together and shit. Yeah, like, it needs to have a purpose. I'm not just going to carry around a piece of rope in my pocket. What is my, what is my explanation for that? But... I was thinking, uh, whenever whenever you said he b- could blend into a background, and it's funny because, like, I've been, like, neck deep in BTK for, like, the past two weeks now, just, like, reading the books and, like, watching stuff, and so I've seen like a lot of pictures of it's been a lot longer than that. <laughs> I mean, I've hated him my whole life. I but... feel like I've, uh, we, it, 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 we can't go six months without you talking about him in the <laughs> six years that we've known each other. <laughs> so <laughs> When I met you, I was like, hey, what's up? I'm Corey. I fucking hate BTK. And you're like, yeah, it okay. was it was a very it was a very fun first fact. It was it was good. I <laughs> really like, cool, it. Man, I was like, I mean, I'm going to like guess... this guy. <laughs> yeah. But no, I've noticed like because I've seen a ton of pictures of him, obviously. But like he looks like every balding goatee wearing guy with glasses in his middle just an average looking dude he's he could be anybody he looks like a nobody which i guess was good for him because it was i mean even with the one survivor it was hard he was like he looked like a regular like just a boring fucking dude he just looked like a but now every time I see a guy like that, I'm like, you better not fucking have a piece of rope in your pocket or I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, dude, let me just check like your pockets, bro. Down. Make sure they're not carrying around cord. There's so much wrong with that. Um, no. So On he site. also... Stop yes. risk, BTK, looking <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> well, he also loved to draw pictures of mummies. Uh, there was just something about wrapped up tight and all that cloth, you know? So that pressure mm. of feeling bound up, mummies were cool. Mummies uh, are cool, but not for that reason. Mummies yeah, are cool because yeah, I mean, they're dead. I've and they always thought mummies were neat, you know, but yeah, never in that. that they're yeah, like that's... a zombie, but in toilet paper. Yeah, but it's like saying like zombies are cool, but only because you want to fuck them. Yeah, only because you love the look of flesh falling off of a corpse. Yeah, I guess that would be a better one. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. Uh, this definitely excited Raider to the point where he thought about it and, uh, he'd get a fucking full on erection, man. It would just, he'd go, he'd go I mean, throttle like, thinking about mummies and shit. Like, I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. Like it would be cool to be able to close my eyes and think about something and just boing, you know what I mean? But like how inconvenient you can never go to a museum. You can never watch the mummy with Brandon Fraser. You're going to be rock hard the whole time. And that's going to bring a whole lot of other confusing situations. You know what I mean? Like, do you think he if watched I, it? If, it if, I'm watching, <laughs> if I'm watching the mummy with the rock, it's not the mummies that I'm getting hard for. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just oh, I got, I'm hard for a whole different reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm hard as a rock, if you know what I mean. Nah, yeah. So, like but with, with BTK, we don't we don't really have the timing like we do with a lot of serial killers, where it clearly became fused with violence because we said it did when he was three, but he's three. You know what I mean? Or he's like a little kid. You know what I mean? Like it's not the same as like. But you're very impressionable at three, man. That's a that's a serious I know, age but to be not just sexually up, though. Unless you're exposed to it. Well, he was exposed to chickens. He was exposed to his mom being bound up, too. There are probably a lot more things going on in that room that his mind just blocked out. He That's true. Like, pressed it. Yeah. So, but I, but, there's a, good, but point, a good, good chance that he was exposed to sex around three. Well, again, Even if it was just know, actually walking into a room. 
he doesn't want to confess whether he was molested or not. But what I'm saying is like he does. We don't have it like with with Dahmer. Like you know, he his sexuality became fused with violence with the pigs, with the fetal pig that he would jerk off thinking about because he didn't want to be gay and jerk off thinking about dudes. That's when it happened. But with BTK, we don't have a moment like that. We just have the one when he was three. And yeah, but all Raider knew was that he had an unrelenting need to find a pretty girl and bind her arms and legs together tight. Like the rock in the mummy. Tight. Real tight bod, you know. Real tight bod wrapped up. Yeah, can well, you imagine the rock wrapped up like a mummy? Oh man, it'd be so yeah, hot, I don't right? want to. I can't right now. It's too dangerous. <laughs> I don't think there's enough toilet paper on a roll to wrap his gigantic back I'm not going to be able to focus on this episode if I Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So. Okay. Let's let's go. Let's move on. Yeah. So as a young boy, Dennis (laughs) had this need to bind someone or have someone bind him. And one day he decided to make this happen, even if he had to do it himself. So one day he put some ropes into his pockets and wandered to the outskirts of his town. He found a suitable bush with cover and lay uh, laid in the dirt. Um, so he took out his ropes and he awkwardly bound his legs. The next thing he did was tie a slip knot and put his wrist through it and pull it tight with his teeth. So then he did this uh, a few times. And finally, one day he was, he was doing his solo bonded session. Uh, and it happened. He fucking ejaculated. He got Dude, there. like, I just, I can't ejaculate without touching my penis. I don't know how people can do that. There is it's, nothing. It's, it would be cool. It would be cool if I could do that. But it yeah, would save me a lot of time. You know exactly. I wouldn't have thirty tabs open. You know what I mean? I guess well, thirty tabs it. open. Sometimes you got to find the right one. You know, <laughs> one at a time. Who no, the I fuck mean, opens I'm, thirty tabs of porn? Well, if I see just a to thumbnail find... that I like, I want to. You're open doing it porn wrong. Other page. I'm not jerking off. You're jerking off wrong. No, dude. One I'm tab. Off the right I'm a one way. tab guy. Oh, well, I don't have that type of control over my life, so I need options. I guess I'm just better at picking them. Yeah, well, you probably just go on there and look up one thing and you're like, I'll do it with this. Oh, this'll do. <laughs> this'll do. It's the rock. You just search the rock and the mummy and you're like, I got this. Look. Sex is a necessity, okay? Just but it's you should it's be just, fearful. Of it's it. on the to-do list. It's not something that I want to take up my afternoon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to sit there and jerk off for like two hours. That's impossible. That would create a lot more problems for yourself, I think. If you're jerking off for two hours at a time, you need to talk to a therapist because you that's have a, that's an addiction. A, that's a calloused. That's a calloused penis right there. Yeah, your penis is going to be raw and not in the good way. So uh, we got way off track on that ridiculous. Anyway, moving back to what we're my point is, it'd be cool to not have to touch my penis to ejaculate. It would be it would be awesome. Well, so he had never experienced any feeling like this before. Okay, Uh, he liked it so much he decided he'd sneak out again the next afternoon and do it again. Before long, he was binding himself in the ass. Though that's the only way you can come. I would hate. Yeah. I would you gotta walk that. across town and fuck like there's this one like, specific bush that you gotta fucking and like tie yourself up like it's a whole like by the time I would get tied up I'd be like Ugh, I don't even feel like jerking off anymore I just want to go some, to bed. So, so, dude sometimes I'm deterred from making coffee because of the three steps that it 
takes to have coffee. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I, I I have no idea. This guy has uh uh he's determined. He's very dedication. Determined. Yeah, he's very determined. So dude, I will avoid making a sandwich in the morning and be like, I'll probably just be fine with snacks, just because I don't yeah, want to put meat on a piece of bread and take it to work. Yeah, I was gonna make yeah. a sandwich, but then I didn't feel like slicing a tomato, so I said, "Fuck it all," you know. Sounds like I'll just starve. Yeah, I'll just you know, I, I think I can make it till six. Hungry. Yeah, it's fine. I need to lose a few pounds anyway, so I, you know. <laughs> exactly. Who cares? But so this is just a lot of work, dude. Yeah, it's it's a whole lot of work. He uh, so he did this every chance that he got, and he liked to imagine himself helpless and weak, just minutes before uh, away from death. So like, uh, you know, he. He would imagine that he was at the mercy of some bad stranger who had total control over him. I don't know. I, I like to think that he liked to pretend that he was like a damsel in distress, like he was like laying across train tracks. <laughs> well, he you did know? dress up in women's clothes later on, so yeah. it is possible. So, Which is uh, you fine know. if you want to dress up in women's clothes. That's great. Just don't fucking kill anybody. Well, and that's the thing. You know, you mentioned it earlier with, um, in, what's his name? Gary Ridgway? Well, no, uh, like the pig fucker. The pig fucker. Oh, uh, pig Robert fucker. Picton. Yeah. So it's crazy to think that we live in a world where, um, there are some people, thankfully, most of us, I think would disagree with it, but there are people, especially in the gay community, we live in a society where it's such a, like a taboo thing. That you would rather be known as a pig fucker than a guy fucker. Like what? Like how? In oh, the, you what, mean Dahmer? What? You're talking about Dahmer. Was it Dahmer that was fucking pigs? He started he with the pig fuck fetus. A pig, but he it was thought a pig about fetal pigs while jerking off instead of right. But he off he, thinking about he would rather he would rather be known for that guy than yeah, just horrible. a gay it guy. Sucks. Yeah, it's it, like they're not on the gay-y. same plane. Well, yeah, no, it's just not. I don't I think mean, Gacy was. I don't think Gacy saw gay as gross or like, I think he just, he established like he had a wife and like a, a normal life and he didn't want to fuck that up. He didn't want people to think things. It, it's the same, but not as extreme. Yeah, of course. Well, 33 boys. It's pretty it's extreme. extreme. <laughs> well, no, it's the, pretty the, the, his, his crimes were extreme, but <laughs> he just as far as super like, gay. I don't know. I, I had this thought and I, I'm losing it. The more words I use, but it, basically I thought it, it's ridiculous to, feel more comfortable thinking about this um, heinous thing than to think about this thing uh, that's just an unpopular. No, thing. yeah, absolutely. Like we here, we fully I mean, support yeah. if you want to be gay or be bi or whatever you want to be, be that. Just don't fucking kill anybody. That's all, that's all yeah, we ask. Right. Just but, don't but, murder anyone. But, uh, but I think the, uh, the the point I'm trying to, like, j- I wish more people would know that they can just, just out yourself. Come out, be yourself, rather than uh, hiding it so deep that you end up doing something crazy. Yeah, like something that's, like, un, like, you can't take it back. Yeah, like, I just, you know, I would, I would, I would like to live in a world where people can just be who they want to fucking be uh, instead of, you know, <laughs> battling gonna, with themselves. <laughs> I'm going to put some patriotic music behind that. We're like, I just want to live in a world where everyone can be who they want in the background. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. It's a lot of work. But anyway, I think it's, I think it's odd that when he was killing SBTK, he was in total control. He had to be in control. 
Like his narcissistic ego would not have let him be the submissive, not like at all. Which I mean, even if he could have the type of kinky sex he wanted with his wife, I'm sure he would still always want to be the dominant. Which is weak boy shit, dude. Let me be the sub sometimes. Just smother me with your butt. I'm good with that. Let's get weird. Smother me with your butt, dude. I'm good with that. So when Douglas interviewed some of Dennis's childhood friends, uh, they recounted a time in sixth grade, uh, a snowstorm had uh, like ravaged Wichita. Uh, so the teacher had the kids stay inside during recess. Raider and his friends started drawing. Raider called these drawings girl traps. And it's and I understand innocent I, in a way. I, I, yeah, I, I would, I would, yeah, I would say. You know, I mean, Probably not guys... At that age, they like pick on girls when they like them, especially this t- day and age of the f- whatever year this was. So, I mean, it starts innocent, and then we're gonna see that it did not stay that way because he modeled it after. Just read the thing. Here's the thing. and here's how uh, I don't know. I I can relate to this a little more, um, <clears throat> just because. So, I was in third grade fourth grade i used to draw with pencil a lot i still sketch from here from time why do you time. specify that it's with a pencil what's i don't know why you because i'm not an artist by any means i don't know how to fucking paint or shit but you, so if you draw with pencil it's it's normal to say that you draw with pencil i guess okay go on anyway uh <laughs> so uh i you know yeah i was like maybe third or fourth grade maybe maybe a little younger i don't know i was in grade school so but there was this one girl that I uh, I really liked. Didn't know anything about her. So I thought that she was so pretty. And I did find myself liking girls at a pretty young age. And we don't have to get into how disturbing um, it, it probably was. But yeah, I, I liked this girl. Just... <laughs> but I had this I had this brilliant idea that I, I was going to draw her a picture um, and, and gift it to her. Uh, but at this age, yeah. So at this age, I, um, you know, my creativity was limited because I'm a dumb kid. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, now I'm a dumb adult. So you I know, was going to say, as compared to, yeah. So fast <laughs> forward thirty years later, for eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> that I can see. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, change is hard, bro. Uh, so <laughs> I drew, a, I, at the time I had these dope ass, fuck, they were green and white, but they were, I don't even know what model they were, but they were the sickest fucking Nikes I'd ever put on my feet. And uh, I had them when I was a kid. So they were green and white. Like, it was like a, like a, almost like a Kelly green. They were so ugly, but they were so rad. Um, okay. But I took I took one of them off, put it on the dresser, and I drew the fucking best photo, like best sketch of this shoe, like detailed and everything. It was a it was an awesome so did it picture of ever, a shoe. Did it cross your mind that this pretty girl in your class is not gonna want a picture drawn of your shoe? I <laughs> no. And not only did it not cross my mind, but she was not in my class. She was like two years older than me. <laughs> One or two grades older or something like that. It's like, why is this weird little kid giving me a picture of his Oh, yeah, dude. So, yeah, dude. I've got this, like, little third grade boner fucking giving her a picture of my shoe. You're like, 
There you go. But uh, dude, she, I, I gave it to her, and she like laughed at it, and then like showed all her friends, and they <laughs> no, laughed at it. <laughs> but like, dude, that was such a good sketch of like, my my sweet Nike. I and it just like it's it, not as good as you're remembering it. <laughs> it was probably I, I rem, if I remember it today, it was probably like horrifying then. But <laughs> exactly. I, I. Put so much talent into this fucking shoe hey, man. sketch. If you draw me a picture of a shoe, I'll put it on my fridge. Dude, it'd be nice if, like, it secretly without me knowing, like, that shoe was framed in her house somewhere. Got, like, this million-dollar home and this stupid Nike drawing. She's like, if I ever find that little third-grade Johnny again, I'm going to marry him. Yeah, dude. The Cinderella story, dude. you got to finally got it. It's the night <laughs> shot. Of course. It's so tiny. Uh, it fits. It fits, man. It fits. Come on. It fucking fits, please. Uh, but anyway, okay, yeah. Anyway. So, so when when he claimed that drawing is a girl trap, it's like, yeah. If, if from an innocent standpoint, like you're a young kid, you want to draw a picture, no matter how stupid the picture is. No, no, you know, no. They're drawing something. girl traps. Traps for girls. Oh, he was actually drawing girl traps? Yeah, so that embarrassing story you just told is no longer relevant. I thought he was calling the activity girl traps. No, I don't think he's trying to get girls. He's just... He was oh, then I, then I can't relate to this story at all because <laughs> I never drew girl traps. You never wanted to lock a girl in a castle and kill her? I was child? drawing sneakers, bro. I was drawing, like, <laughs> Nike shoes and shit. Like, the most violent picture I ever drew as a kid was... Um, a, like a bull, like jumping through the page, man. It was like a rabbit oh, hole. Fucking sick. But I, yeah, it didn't get weird. I did. My grandfather is the last thing I'll say off topic. Then we'll get back to it. But my grandfather has this uh, painting. It's an oil painting of. Have you, have you seen those old? Uh, it's like old paintings of like clowns, but like you know their makeups run. They like their five o'clock shadows coming through the makeup. Yeah, and smoking yeah, yeah. They cigars have like a cigar and shit. in their mouth or something. Yeah. yeah, he used to have, he has one of those uh, uh, in his den, and I would just sit as a small kid and just, like, practice sketching that clown. I'd draw, like, old man clowns with cigars in their mouths when I was a kid, but that was about as strange as it got. I'm glad it didn't affect you as an adult, because that is a very strange activity. Is it? It's a long time staring at an old man dressed as a clown. I mean, it's a painting. It's not like it was a like I'm staring at like old band clowns. Like I don't. It's just your grandpa dressed up as a clown. Draw me, young man. Draw <laughs> yeah, me. Like what are your yeah. French clowns? His blouse is like unrobed. And, <laughs> it's like you know, his nipple out. Yeah, there's at least one nipple exposed. He's laying yeah. on the couch like this with his hand up. We're talking <laughs> just... about Titanic. We're recreating Titanic as Johnny's yeah, yeah, grandpa did, dressed but, as but a clown. with my grandfather. So yeah, you know, which probably would have looked better. Less, less hot. He said, draw me like you draw those other boys. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, Grandpa, what the fuck? Okay, we gotta get back Grandpa. to Dennis Rader. Grandpa, Jesus. <laughs> so, first thing Dennis drew, since he was drawing girl traps, um, first thing Dennis drew was a huge castle, like H.H. H. Holmes castle style in Chicago in the 1890s. And then Raider was fixated on Holmes once he discovered his castle had trapped doors hidden tunnels and uh, a secret dungeon basement where he would experiment on his victims. H.H. Uh, Holmes' the castle boy... was dope, but also just for murder, so not cool. Just imagine where R. Kelly lives. 
you know, it's probably similar. You know, trap sure doors. Trap like, doors, yeah. Yeah. If I was a millionaire, I would put trap doors in my house just to keep myself on my toes. You never know when it's going to fall and you're going to. You, you never invite anybody over there for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I just, my whole basement is a foam pit. So when I fall through the trap door, I land in a foam pit and I'm like, <laughs> my day is just it's better now. It's fun. It's a fun life. Well, let me know when that gets going. Well, so when people start pledging to our Patreon. I can build my basement of foam. <laughs> shameless plug <laughs> so the uh so anyway where was i fucking the boys drew uh the castle and raider drew the interior which uh included big combines and huge threshing machines uh that he imagined would hold his victims of course that rustling of the paper really threw me off sorry <laughs> but uh, no one else uh knew uh that's what he was actually thinking so Raider also drew steel cages that had flames that would roast his victims. Uh, his friends said they noticed an expression wash over Raider's face when he was doing the drawings. They said it went uh, it went way beyond intensity and passion for the task at hand. You know, <laughs> whatever. So he's just asked to draw stick figures, and he's got a grin on his face, drawing like boners and fucking girl traps. Whatever I first was reading the book and he was like, he drew steel cages that had flames. I was like, oh, sick. He drew flames on the cage because he's like a kid. But then it was yeah. for burning women alive. And I was like, yeah, that oh, was yeah, that's like more on brand for him. Uh, but I don't get the flames because he never burned his victims. He just tied them up and then jerked off like near them. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a child's imagination. Well, we all have a bucket list we never get to. And maybe that was just one on his. So, he was just getting around to it. Yeah, when the teacher asked them about the drawings, Raider lit up and started telling his teacher about how the girls would enter through a normal front door, and once inside, they would be bound by a web of ropes. Uh, his <laughs> teacher, teacher and his... Yeah, so his teacher, obviously his teacher and his friends were surprised and dumbfounded by this. And, They're like, uh, yeah, Dennis, was, we're going to put you in a different math class because this is scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> when... When his family got a color TV in 1955, Raider became very fond of the Mickey Mouse Club, which you would think would be normal and safe. Uh, but he developed a crush on Annette uh, Fun uh, Funicello. 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 And he, well, he told detectives that he had an obsession, uh, and uh, well, he had an obsessive and violent crush on her, and imagined driving to California to kidnap her. To bind her and then sexually assault her. So he had thought Which about. Which is, it's all barking no bite of him because when he would go on to kill, uh, he never penetrated a single victim. He would just masturbate into their like lingerie or whatever. So again, though, like this is a child feeling this way. That is yeah. Maybe he just lost motivation. Shit. Maybe he just lost motivation by the time he got to the end of it. It's like eh. Maybe he's I'm just satisfied. like a fucking little rabbit who couldn't control himself, and he was like, oh, I gotta fucking come right now, and he just fucking splooged. Well, him. yeah, I mean, there was, yeah, zero self-control. Um, yeah, no, he's a piece but that of was shit. The but the behavior is because he didn't know how to regulate emotion and thought. Like, he just, he would think shit and just let it run. Yeah, like, exactly. That, when he had you do no that, impulse control at all. Yeah, your behavior We gotta get sad. through this, though, because we are running out of time. <laughs> we still have, like, seven more pages. So... Are we going to be able to finish this? Tonight? Yeah, yeah, we got 20 minutes. 20 or so. So when Raider became a teenager, it was much like his youth. He was unknown and boring, and he wanted to be this way. Uh, he thought people were 
who were trouble, were careless, and even at this young age, he had a knack for being organized and neat, ironically. But this was also uh, around the time that he began killing stray cats and dogs. Which is uh, weird, because he wanted to be a veterinarian when he was a kid, and he also had dogs growing up, but he never heard him because he said that stray animals, he didn't have a connection to them, so they were essentially strangers to him which i mean shows his disdain for strangers well raider uh he would he actually would sneak out of uh sneak out of his home and then he'd visit uh, dilapidated barns uh, sometimes he would bond himself there uh, and he would do it to a stray cat or a dog um you know for the practice i'm i'm assuming but he would bond the animal's legs so it couldn't get away then he would tie it to a beam or a pole uh, then he would wrap rope all the way around it like a mummy. Oh, then he's fucking uh, mummies again. Yeah, so then he'd take uh, bailing wire. Uh, for those who don't know, bailing wire, it's, uh, you see a, a square bale of hay, um, and it's, it's the wire that you know keeps it together. So it's, it's, yeah. <clears throat> it, it's pretty strong stuff, but you can cut it with wire cutters, whatever. So um, he, uh, so he would use this, he would, put, he would take bailing wire and wrap it around the animal's neck and twist it. So when you, when you twist it, it's like a twisty tie on, you know, a loaf of bread. It just, it gets tighter as you twist it. So not enough to cut into the animal's neck though, but enough to cut the, the blood off from the brain. Then he would loosen it and tighten it up again. And when he'd see him, uh, see, uh when he'd see him do the same thing in the future to his, his, his human victims, basically. Is what yeah. it would turn into. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, so, and then Raider, he graduated high school in June of 1963. Around the time of his graduation, he yearned to feel the real sensation he'd been experimenting with. He needed to pull off a big, bold crime. He spent weeks planning it, all, uh, planning it out and going over every single detail of it in his head. Then one night, he, uh, he finally did it. He parked his truck... A few blocks from his old high school, he walked to the school and got onto the uh, to the roof of the gym. From there, he opened one of the skylights and jumped in. Uh, and then he said once his uh, shoes hit the floor, a sensation went through his entire body, which is probably his shin bones. But <laughs> it was fucking bones going through his chest. Yeah, he said it was indescribable and vaguely sexual. I don't, he said it I felt mean, I good. Guess, yeah. I just don't get it. <laughs> He, he said it felt good to be somewhere he didn't belong. So eventually he wandered into an old classroom of his, uh, took some chalk and scribbled profanities all over the board. Then he left and went home. Like, that was I would it. hate so, if this many things turned me on. Like, how do you live your life if everything is making you horny all the time? Well, I mean, this is actually the most normal thing he's done, though. He just did what a rebellious teenager do. Sneak into a school yeah, and write cuss words this all over the board. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that... I can understand, but now Raider, killing the animals and tying yourself up to a pole is weird. It is. Well, and, 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 you know, we'll see it, but he went on to attend a year and a half at uh, Kansas Wesleyan college. And, um, Raider had even asked out a few co-eds there, but he never had sex with any of them. Even though he mm-hmm. spent all his time conjuring up fantasies about kidnapping, binding and raping women. He was a virgin well into his college years. Of course he fucking was. Of course he fucking was. Because yeah. he doesn't know how to talk to people. Well, he also dreamed of stalking women, and by 1966, he started referring to all his petty crimes as projects. Oh my god, and, uh, I hate this fucking guy. Yeah, Ugh. so 
His first project was called Project Mountain Number One. Oh, yes. oh my God. So with this crime, he'd hoped to recreate that feeling uh, he had when he broke into the school, but this time he was going to break into a home in Salina. Uh, he said he felt powerful being in the home when the owners were not there. He said just being in the house felt like he was taking power away uh, from them, and then he felt it was vaguely sexual, of course, just like he felt at the school. God, he's so. just like a weak fucking little loser boy who has to violate someone else's space to feel better about himself. It's just like all these fucking assholes. They have to they don't feel anything unless they're hurting others and they fucking suck. I just a BTK sucks more because it projects ugh, I hate you, dude. Right. Fucking well, during, this, during this time the war in Vietnam was ramping up. And Raider didn't want to be drafted into the army or something like that. Um, so he, deep down, he was a coward, of course. He, he loved violence, but only if he was the one administering the violence and the victim <laughs> was tied up and defenseless. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> of course is what yeah. he wanted. So instead of being drafted, he joined the Air Force. At least this way he could choose the branch he was going to be joining and, you know, and, the Air and Force. And this... This gave him his first taste of what it felt like to have subordinates, and again, it fucking got his little fucking boner going, and he was finally in a position where he could tell people what to do, and you and I both know in the military, you pretty much have to do it, more or less. Right. Uh, but he, uh, th- during his time in the military, he also became fond of prostitutes, as people do, uh, which again, is odd, because he was, a col- he was a virgin in college and all that shit, and now he just was like ready to fuck a bunch of sex workers, I guess. Uh, and he lost his virginity to a sex worker, and again, it just it goes against everything his parents taught him, and I think that got him hard as well. That he was defi- defining, defining, defiant. What is the? I'm I always do this like every other episode with a word, right? Defying, not defining, defying what his parents had taught him as a child. Again, normal, but then, yeah, he takes it to the extreme. Yeah, so, of course. It's normal to have sex with a prostitute. That's fine. That's it's normal to want to defy authority. Like, you know, I get it. But you have to be able to maintain uh, a level head with, you know, a, a, a sensible amount of uh, apathy, empathy. You know, you got to understand that, you know, you're, you're just yeah. one small cog in this community and you can't be a fuckhead. But... Exactly. So, after Raider began to get bored with prostitutes, he began stalking women again. Uh, but this time, he went a little further and, and would carry a knife, rope, gags, and his new gun that he had recently fucking bought. Uh, he'd scout for a woman he'd like, uh, and then follow her for a while, and imagine all the things he could do to her if uh, if he were to get her alone. Uh, Raider didn't know... Uh, if he would ever actually go through with any of his desires, he mentioned in his journal uh, that he wholeheartedly believed one day he would return home and put all of this behind him. Uh, he'd get a job. Yeah, he's just going to give up. <laughs> yeah, he'd get married and return to church and put his faith in God. And in 1970, he did He did one. He did do one of those. Um, he finished his four-year stint in the Air Force, and his mom introduced him to someone. <laughs> how um, cute yeah so Paula Dietz was a dream for Raider she was innocent and non-confrontational uh, a perfect serial killer wife and like don't don't start thinking that like 
Oh, that's so sweet because he never loved her. Raider never loved Paula. He he's incapable of doing that. But he realized that she would make a perfect cover and he could more or less hide in plain sight and be like, look at me. I have a wife at home. How can I be BTK? I'm in a church. I have a wife. Right. You know what I mean? Like he she was just cover. She was he never felt a single fucking feeling for her. Well, in 1972, uh, a year or so after they got married, Raider landed a job at the Coleman Company, which is the same company one of his first victims was employed for. Um, and then he began to immerse himself in Christ Lutheran Church, he, where he eventually became the VP of the church. I'm not familiar with which Lutheran. I never knew to know what the fuck actual... a VP is. Of church. <laughs> yeah, I never knew that was a role. Yeah, so by 1973, Raider left Coleman and started working the line at Cessna Aircraft Company. Cessna and this was, Aircraft Company. This was the beginning of the end for Raider because, I mean, he didn't know it yet, but when he lost his job at Cessna, he had nothing else to lose. Yeah, it's usually a big turning point. Breaking point, I guess if you would. But, um, well, it's a stressor. It's like a, a girlfriend breaks up with a, with a guy or, or he loses a job or something. It's, they, they call it a stressor. Well, that autumn morning, uh, Raider found out he and about 500 other workers were being laid off. Okay, so Raider tore out, uh, tore out of the parking lot, felt angry, of course, but he also felt this rustling inside of him. He drove around for a while, and because Paula wouldn't be home for her, uh, from her job as a bookkeeper at the VA, um, for a while, uh, that he decided to do something to make himself feel powerful again. He drove around until he found a house that seemed suitable. Uh, and he walked up, rang the doorbell. When no one answered, he went around back and broke in. See, I don't know, man. That still seems so daring to me. I mean, what if they're in the bathroom? And they couldn't come to the door. Then you get inside and they're like, they come out of the bathroom. But that's the thing about a real true psychopath is they don't feel fear. I mean, even when Raider was caught, he's like, yeah, you got, he literally was like, yeah, you got me. And then same with Son of Sam. When he was caught, he told the detective, what took you so long? Like, they're, they're afraid of being caught, be, not because they're afraid. They're afraid of being caught, and they're afraid to not be able to carry on with their killings, not because they're afraid to, like, go to prison or whatever the fuck. I feel like the typical, and I don't want to say all, because some criminals are mastermind strategic motherfuckers, but the typical, I want to say on average, I would say on average, criminals are not, they're, they're, forward thinking is not a strong suit for them. Yeah, that's very true. That's why they get caught, because they don't think things through all the way. Right. So, and they're highly impulsive. Um, and when you're impulsive, it's hard to think ahead of your impulses uh, to be able to have a, uh, a contingent plan. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, exactly. They're just like, I guess I'll figure it out pretty much. Yeah. So the next few weeks, and, well, and that, it's funny you say that, I'll just figure it out. A lot of people like um, Eric Williams, like some people are great at convincing themselves that they're, a, they're so smart and they're so above something that like they're untouchable. But then it's like, no, no. you're not. <laughs> so, uh, the next few weeks were strange for Raider. He claims he started to notice the world around him differently. He started noticing the college co-eds, mothers and small girls more and more. This made the feelings inside of him start to bubble up again. So one day, which was, he was just horny. Basically, he was just... Yeah, just jerk off. Dude. You need to just go get laid or jerk off. But when Paula was at work, Raider pulled out his uh, typewriter and started to write a story to satisfy himself. It was called The Child Killer Who Dressed Like a Woman. A woman. 
Raider, it's it's his typo. It's not mine. Raider was notorious for being terrible at grammar and spelling. So bad at it that that the police thought the author of the messages sent to the police was doing it on purpose to throw them off. That's how fucking bad he was. <laughs> like um, no joke. Well, phonetics. You're just woman, woman, men. Men. Yeah, it it's supposed like to be it. woman, but his dumbass put women. Right. So I'm going to read a bit of the child killer who dressed like a woman uh, with all the typos and the incorrect grammar that, that Raider put in it. <clears throat> it was supper time in Wichita, Kansas. The streets were nearly deserted. The scene presented peaceful winter setting for two young girls walking down the street. There was no reason for concern as the two girls walk along happy with Christmas thought only a few day away and neither girls noticed the yellow two-door Chevy following them. Inside the Chevy, a woman, or someone dressed like a woman, peered nervously from the steering wheel and fingered the cold steel handcuff on the seat next to her. Inside her pants suit, a small revolver was cocked and fitted with a silent tear as she adjusted her sunglass and moved forward toward the girls. When the girls reached the corner of the street, she pulled up and rolled the window down. Girls, do you want to ride up the street? The two girls look at each other for the answer. But since this was a woman driving, they felt that no harm would come to them. Sure, they both answer at about the same time and slid in. Jessica reached out and shut the door and the car sped away. Yeah, and by the end of it, you can, you know, he binds him, tortures him, kills him, and then he buries him. Um, but here's the last crime we're going to talk about with uh raider but first let's unpack the story a bit uh what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) when he says fingering the handcuff i really thought he was gonna like fingering his pee hole or something fucking weird like that but yeah no i mean i guess it's common to type out your fantasies i don't i don't have any fantasies that i can't speak about so i don't know i, <laughs> I don't think never... it's i i wouldn't say it might not be as specific as it's common to write out or type out your fantasies i think it's therapy for many people in the world to uh journal or express yourself through writing again like everything else this motherfucker's just taking it to an extreme level yeah he's just fucking going way too far with it so uh yeah but this is the last a crime we're going to talk about and then we'll be coming back next week with the rest of the the Dennis Raider saga. Yeah. So one night, uh so one night after Paula went to sleep, Raider snuck out of his home and drove out to the middle of nowhere, parked his car and walked to an all-night grocery. Uh Raider pretended to talk on the phone, but he was really studying the women walking into the store, right? Eventually, he found the one he wanted. He saw uh he saw he saw he parked her car in the corner. He saw she parked her car in the man. Yes, she saw that he saw that she parked her car in the corner. Yeah, dude. Yeah, way to trip me up. So <laughs> Sorry. <he> saw, <laughs> so he saw that she parked her car in the corner of the parking lot. Uh so he walked over to her car and tried to open the door. Um it was open. He imagined herself climbing inside and hiding on the floor until she came out. Then he would get up and press his 22 pistol to her temple or some shit like that. And Raider got excited just thinking about doing this. He planned on making her drive out to the country uh, where he was going to bind her, rape her, and then strangle her, and then dump her body in a culvert or wherever. But then uh, 
what was keeping him from climbing in was his thought of how the situation could get away from him. So forward thinking was maybe there uh, this time. Yeah, but it's like, just go through with something already. Well, no, why would you like ag someone to do like to do that? I'm because I know he's not going to do it, but I'm saying like how in his head was he's not like you have been talking about this forever. Just do it already. Obviously, he's a big pussy. All around. Yeah, of course he is. But it's like, just, why? Why would this not God. carry over into some sadistic shit that he wants to do? <laughs> I just, man, just shut the fuck up about it. Just do it already. Stop talking about it so much. Yeah, no, I get it. We all know that you want I'm him to do it. I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad the woman's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Let me say that. Uh, you did. We heard it. So, <laughs> I am absolved. <laughs> anyway, he backed out, of course, uh, and then a while later, after stalking women in the mall parking lot, he finally struck. Uh, stalking women, uh, he knew of a he knew of a br- uh, brunette girl uh, who left the bank inside the mall around five, like thirty five each day, uh, and she would be a pretty good target. When he saw her coming out, he pulled his hood. Uh, on his parka down and went to grab her. Things immediately went wrong. The second his hands touched her, she started Instantly. screaming, <laughs> punching him. He couldn't control her. Uh, so he shoved her on the ground and ran back to his car. But it's like, what did he think was going to happen? He was going to grab her and she'd be like, okay, I'm cool with this. Like, do you yeah, expect yeah. no resistance? Yeah, no, I'm going to be quiet. It's cool. You fucking piece of shit. Yeah. So, yeah, he left them all defeated and embarrassed. and But... He would soon make up for this blunder with something of another blunder, but it ends with the murder of a family of four, which is where we're going to pick back up next week. Uh, So, yeah, again, we're making you guys wait for dessert. I'm sorry, but uh, it's got to be this way. Dennis Rader did a lot of shit, uh, so it's going to be a lot of stuff next episode. Um, but we'll be back next week. We're really sorry that we didn't do an episode last week. It's just like, I got a new baby. Johnny's got a lot of shit going on. It's just like a lot. It's 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 hard to sync everything up now. But we'll be back next week with BTK Part 2. Be sure to go leave us a review on iTunes. Um, and follow us on Instagram at How the Dads Chill, at Johnny2Jokes, at the Chilling Tree Podcast. And we will catch you guys on the flippity flip. Later. Later. <laughs>